What is going on, everybody? And welcome to the second episode of our Double Feature podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest that I was really hoping to get on the show because we don't talk nearly enough. Paige, how are you? Oh, I'm so swell. I mean, yeah, you're across the pond. Well, like several ponds because you're very far <laughs> a away. A lot of ponds. But it's a lot of ponds. But no, it's so nice to see you and get to chat about like film because like that's how, like kind of how we met each other through this weird <laughs> schmodown thing, like movie trivia thing we did. And I just love you and Jacob and stuff. So oh. it's really nice that we get to like hang out and chat movies and stuff. So I'm very grateful that you asked me to be on. So thank you. Oh, I'm just glad we can make it work because with the whole time difference thing, sometimes getting people to be able to do stuff like this is a bit uh, interesting, but we're here. I it's going to be great. I would have done this at 3 a.m. for you, so don't <laughs> oh, you worry. That means so much to me. Usually I'm the one having to do things at 3 a.m., so that, that makes me happy. Well, before we jump into what films you chose today, do you want to talk a little bit about your relationship with movies and like how you got to this point where you're at? Yeah. So, I mean, for myself, like ever since I was younger, I always found cinema and films like an escape. I can't talk right now. Escape, escapism for like reality in a sense. Like you could just, you find yourself in a whole new world when you're watching a film and you just feel like you're in it. And it just like, you leave everything else behind when you turn on a film or when you walk into a theater in a sense like that. And like, that's your primary focus. And that's why I've always like been like a movie nerd per se, because I've just loved being able to watch a film and just feel immersed within it and just like feel like I'm there. Dude, when I was younger, I had Star Wars like bed sheets. Like I wanted to be a Jedi. Like I wanted to be Luke Skywalker. I know I'm a chick, but guess what? We finally got Ray. We got a female Jedi now. Leia was a Jedi. Like, I don't know. I just always loved film and like what it can bring to us. And this is the storytelling of how it's so relatable. And you can always find one way or another to relate to a story or a character or anything for that matter. And ah, I just love movies. (laughs) That's yeah. I'm right there with you. I grew up like one of the first gifts I ever received as a kid was the original trilogy box set VHS box set of star Wars. So I was always sitting there wanting to be a Jedi and be part of that whole world. So I totally get that. It was also my entry point into loving movies, which I love because you hear that from guys a lot, but the girls were there too. We were we were also there wanting to be <laughs> the Jedi. Exactly. So. I got two Star Wars tattoos for a reason, guys. Like <laughs> the so. Rebellion and the Jedi were my uh, are like my found family. Ugh. They're my cinematic family. Yes. So <laughs> absolutely. With with movies, is that is character kind of the thing that draws you to a specific movie, or are there elements that kind of jump out to you more about movies that speak to you personally honestly for me it's more of the storytelling aspect of for me it's like for me story comes first like characters are there to serve the story and actors are there to serve the characters I guess is like the best way to put it so for me it's always like story uh telling comes first within it but it's also a style so I'm when we kind of go into discussing like what I picked today for my double feature, it's all about style. These are like two of my favorite directors. They're very unique with their storytelling. Uh, a lot of like dialect conversations within these films. But with that, it comes 
the whole surrounding of the characters of how you can kind of relate to someone. And I feel like for me, that's the biggest thing when I watch a film. I try to find that character within it that I can relate to some sense or kind of understanding like where they're coming from. Yeah, for sure. For me, it's like storytelling, style, and definitely character is like the biggest thing. That makes a lot of sense with the films we're going to be talking about today, for sure. Before we jump into that, though, are you typically a double feature person? Like, are you someone that'll sit there and watch movies back to back, typically? Honestly, yes. Okay. (laughs) I will say, well, usually it's funny because usually when I'll do it, it's definitely during, like, I'm a huge, like, horror girl. And it'll be actually funny because today I didn't really pick horror films. (laughs) but. One of the films I did pick is kind of like a horror-esque film in a sense. Um, but for me, it's very much like horror films is where I'll like go into like double features of like kind of hiring to pair things together in a sense. So for me, it's like the Halloween season is like my go-to every day in October is like how I do it. But for me, no, I've, I've always loved, I would always like wanted to own a movie theater and thought it would be so cool to be like, I'm going to pair like these two films and see like what everyone else thinks like I love that aspect of trying to find films that can be relatable in a sense even if they're completely like wildly different tones in an aspect but you can refine like the relateness like through it so I mean yes <laughs> to answer your question, to answer it in the short term yes I do I I mean literally like I mean I do I write reviews uh like on the side from like having like a normal job in life and I just, I love it. I love being able to dissect a film and even like series and stuff like that. But for me, it's like primary like films is like my pride and joy. Like I'm such a movie nerd. I don't go out and do stuff. I just watch movies all the time. (laughs) I mean, same actually. When I'm going out, it's to go to a movie theater to watch more movies. So I totally get you. (laughs) So you You can drink while you're at the movies or before. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, that's pretty much what I'll do. Maybe I'll get a a drink beforehand but I'm going to the movies if I'm out it's because I'm getting a drink to go to the movies beforehand so so you kind of touched on it before but do you want to actually get into introducing the films you picked and what led you to make that decision because I know you were thinking you were going back and forth between a couple of decisions and this is where you landed I was I mean you probably would have been so proud if I picked like Elvis and Blonde those would have been crazy double features but I feel like those would have been great for you if I chose those but yeah for me I I like the title of this double feature the double d's because (laughs) what I picked today was Dazed and Confused and Death Proof and before everyone goes wait a minute those make no sense going hand to hand yes they do because Days and Confused takes place obviously in 1976, but in Austin, Texas. Also, on the other hand, Death Proof, the first half of the film, takes place in Austin, Texas. And they have very similar vibes because of how Tarantino and Richard Linklater tell their stories. Is Especially with these two films, they're very dialogue heavy within the characters. And it's just... Those are some hangout films, man. You want to like hang out and chill with your buddies? Like These are the films that you put on and have a good time. They are. They both have that same vibe. Um, they're both so stylistically unique. Like they, They're so distinct in what the story is trying to do 
in what, who the characters are, like you said, in the dialogue, um, and watching them back to back. So I had I hadn't seen either of them before, and watching them back to back was really interesting because it gives you, it really forces you to think about why they do pair well together, even though they're mm-hmm. such different movies. Do you have an order that you think is the right way to watch these movies? So it's funny. I actually, so I watched them both ways. I was like, all right, I'm going to watch Death Proof and then Days Confused. And then I'm going to watch Days Confused and Death Proof. For me personally, I think the better way to categorize it is to put Days Confused first and Death and then Death Proof. Uh, just because it it's kind of, gra- with Days Confused, it's kind of graduating into like adulthood in a sense and in a sense you're partying in the woods and dazed and confused to being at the texas chili uh, parlor (laughs) like partying with your friends kind of in a sense so you're kind of graduating to like that atmosphere and that's why i was like yes that's the way i have to do it because dazed and confused is just such like a teen like the ultimate teen movie and it's so like like character driven and just like a hangout film. And that's very similar to kind of what death proof is. Like you're going into it, you're hanging out with friends, like literally both scenes start off with people in the cars and like, it's just, and then also at the end of death proof, it says the end and it's kind of like, yeah, like we did it. Like, <laughs> so that's why I was like the end credit where it says the end. I was like, that's how you got to end it kind of in a sense to make it perfect. <laughs> No, that's that's fair. I definitely did it the other way around just because I so I did death proof first and then dazed. Just just I don't know why I just kind of did it that way. Um, what did you think when you watched it like that? So I definitely think I probably would have preferred it the other way around just because mm-hmm. dazed is a lot more laid back to me. It's a lot more chill. It doesn't it, it doesn't is, yeah. necessarily have the ups and downs that death proof does um Mm -hmm. it's very much more i think watching dazed would have kind of eased me into things and then death proof would have been like that exclamation point to kind of end it with um but that being said i didn't i didn't dislike watching it this way i just think it's interesting to go in without really having any perspective and just kind of see what happens because that's what i did um Mm -hmm. Is there a movie between these two that you like more than the other? Would you consider one to be more of a favorite or you can't choose? Ooh, I mean, that's hard. So Louis Tarantino is my favorite director. So it is really hard to, and Richard Linklater is probably in my top five or 10 as well. So it's really hard for me. I mean, I just recently just got a death proof tattoo. So (laughs) they're both in my top five favorite films of all time. So this is so hard. Like, I literally have both the vinyls. I mean, we can definitely talk about the soundtrack afterwards. Like, I love everything about both of these films. Uh, for me, growing up, because I definitely saw Death Proof a lot later than I saw Days and Confused. So I think Days and Confused holds a special place in my heart because I definitely saw that early on. It's also, uh, it was released in 1993. Like, that was the year I was born. So it's just like, I don't know. I've always, like, attached myself to that film. And I also, but I also saw death proof like many years later after it came out um obviously i saw days confused many years <laughs> after it came out because it came out in 93 and yeah but uh i saw D- days confused first and i think that's one of the first films i saw 
that made me like really interested in film because it's a day in a life. And I really love films like that. And it's not, yes, I, I know how I kind of mentioned earlier, like I love like story driven films kind of in a sense, but this film, it's, it really is story driven. A lot of people might not think it is because it is a hangout type film, but it really is. It's kind of like sticking it to the man kind of in a sense and not letting what society expects you to be, to be, but to kind of come forth to who you are. And I've always stuck with that kind of in a sense that like, do what you want to do because you want to do it. Don't let someone tell you you have to be the way you are to be a certain way or something like that. But then again, Death Proof is, I love grindhouse type films. And I just love like that feel. And obviously this wasn't one of the first Tarantino films I've seen. Um, I want to say Days and Confused was probably the first Richard Linklater film I saw. So I think maybe that's why I understand and kind of relate more to Days and Confused. Also, I've never been chased down by a crazy stuntman. <laughs> um, so that kind of helps in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess I love them both. They're both like my pride and joy. They're definitely both in my top five favorite films of all time. Um, I get a lot of criticism from this because I always flip flop back and forth between which one is my favorite Tarantino film, either Reservoir Dogs or Death Proof. But I kind of have been lately leaning towards Death Proof just because of like the power of the woman and just how batshit crazy it is and just like how it's shot and everything like that. Like I just love. So it's yeah, to answer your question, <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know, I love both of them, but I guess I can relate more to Days and Confused um, because I haven't been chased down by a crazy stuntman. There's still time, me. Paige, we can still make that happen. <laughs> I mean, hey, exactly, you never know. Knock on wood, though, but you never know. Stuntman Mike, do not call me or follow me. But if I see that car, I have the fucking logo on my arm. Sorry if I just swore, but um, I have the logo on my arm. So if I see that car, I'm going to just pull over and get out of the car. That's not even going to continue to drive. <laughs> that's okay. probably the smart way to go about that. Just yeah, get as right? far right. away from the car as possible. <laughs> don't be in the car. And don't sit in his car. <laughs> no. Because that's... his car's death proof, but only in the driver's seat. So that unless is... I'm driving the car, I ain't getting in it. <laughs> like That is such a wild concept and such a wild reveal. Like, as that scene is happening and unfolding, where it's like... It, it might be one of the most unhinged kind of scenes that I've ever seen in the best oh, way. Oh, definitely. Like- <laughs> and it's actually like a lot gorier than people would expect because, I mean, yeah, like for those that have seen uh, Inglorious Bastards and Django Unchained, like, yeah, those films are like, have like their gore and blood fest. But like, no one was definitely expecting that from this film because that happens. And then it literally like stops and goes into like a whole new, like, you're following brand new characters so it's like it's i don't know i love that movie because it's so crazy like you just wouldn't expect that yeah i definitely wasn't and that's why i think it's a fun it's it's a fun roller coaster because like you're watching dazing and fuse you're very chill and like hung out with your friends smoke a doobie if you guys want while watching it or drink some beer in the woods at the uh moon tower like who knows and then you go into like hey let's go to the bar like i would love to go to the bar and be able to watch death proof on and just be like <laughs> like like that would just tarantino sh- saving me shots of some gross ass liquor like oh i would love that like that would be i don't know it's just a, a memorable just night. A 
Oh, it would. Oh man, yes, it would. But it would just be like a roll. Like you go into like a chill movie, and then you just hop into like a roller coaster of like a batshit crazy good time. And I don't know. That's why I love. Like that's why I was like, I gotta pair these films together because they're tonally definitely a little bit different, but at the same time, they definitely are very much like hangout films and they both take place in Austin, Texas. And who doesn't, I mean, I've never visited there, but I would love to. So uh, me too. We should go together because it's on my list. I'm down. <laughs> I'm so down. And also like the biggest thing too was like Austin, Texas is like a big scene for music. And within these two films, like, like I showed you earlier, like I have, I bought, I own both of the soundtracks to those films on vinyl. Like I, like, Oh my, I can't get over it. To me, to this day, Days and Confused, I think, has one of the best soundtracks of any film. I love, like, 60s and 70s and, like, like old school, like, rock and roll, kind of, in a sense like that. Um, And even, like, Death Proof, like, this has, like, such that chill, mellow, like, vibe soundtrack that I just, like, you could just listen to... Screw chain, double feature, maybe double feature vinyls, guys. Yeah. And you can listen to both of the soundtracks together. But while watching the movie, and it's just like, they I don't know, to me, they go hand in hand so well, I think. I definitely think it was interesting watching Dazed and Confused specifically for the first time. And every time a song would come on, you're just like, wow, these are still songs that people recognize. These are still songs mm-hmm. that people love, um, which I think is so impressive. Because having a soundtrack like that that just can stand the test of time and just always be so relevant is crazy. Man, I just I I'm not even joking around. I listen to these soundtracks all the time. Like I mean, on Spotify, on my <laughs> record player, whenever. They just put me in a good mood and like and I feel like the music within these films as well, like it sets the tone for it, kind of to what to expect. And I don't know. It just to me, music does have, just like film, music has like a big like part of my life and can put you in any mood, just like film can. And they just did a such great job with both of these films, like putting the music together, that it just gets you vibing. Yes, the entire time. Absolutely. Both of these films also have another common thread, which is they have really insane stacked ensemble casts in them. Yes. Um, is there a particular character in both of the films that you kind of gravitate towards when you watch them? So, I mean, I to me, the biggest one is, I, I mean, like Randall Pink Floyd. I love that dude because I'm not going to lie. Uh, sorry for any of my high school coaches, hockey coaches watching this, but I was like, I was the stoner chick that was like on the hockey team. Like some people took it very seriously and I, I took my sport very seriously as well. Like, I like to relax and, like, smoke a doobie here and there and, like, chill. And I always had, like, like coaches and stuff, like, always trying to, like, conform me to be someone or act a certain way to, like, like it's going to make me, like, a better player or something. And for me, I that's why I relate to Randall so much because he's just – he's realizing, like, I don't need to conform. I'm going to do this on my own terms, and I don't need to – satisfy my coach or like my teammates to be just doing something I love. Like I'm going to do it because I love it. I'm not going to do it because it can get me to X, Y, and Z type of deal. And so definitely for Dazing and Fuse, I relate so much to 
like Randall's character, but also like the young freshman kid. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. I have it like right here. Um, What is his name? Uh, Mitch. That kind of like pink takes under his wing a little bit. Um, Just because I remember like my freshman year of high school, like I did uh, cross country my freshman year. So like that was obviously like the preseason of that was in the summertime. So it was before I even like, started high school kind of so I was a I kind of was like took under the wing of like a lot of the seniors for that and like became like such good friends with them so I kind of like related a lot to his character as well because he's just like trying to find his place and be like wow like there are actual like nice people out there in the world (laughs) not just like assholes like seniors and stuff like that but for me definitely through dacing a fuse I would definitely say like pink is like the character I relate like most within it. And with Dazed and Confused, I mean, with Death Proof, oh man, uh, for me, it's funny because I like, I mean, I would love to say like I'm Zoe Bell's character. <laughs> like, I would love to say that because I like, yeah, when you get a few drinks in me, I definitely am Zoe Bell's character, <laughs> like 100%. But like, sober based style, I definitely think I am more the lo- along the lines of, uh, uh oh my god uh Rosario Dawson's character kind of in a sense that like she's like a very like <laughs> laid back one that like just is like kind of just like like what the hell is going on guys like someone be upfront with me like no one ever wants to like tell me what's actually going on I feel like <laughs> so like I relate a lot to her character because she's just like very like ch- she's the, the chill laid back one out of like the group of those girls in the second part of the film at least but I mean, I would love to relate to Zoe Bell's character if I could because she is just so damn cool. I'm definitely not Kurt Russell. I do not. I drive Jeeps. I do not drive uh, nice, cool-ass cars that are death-proof, uh, even though Jeeps I consider death-proof. Um, but, yeah, no, I just don't go, go going around, like, killing people for fun or trying to run them off the road. I mean. So. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I just love all of those characters so much. And I would say from like the first half of Death Proof, though, I like relate a lot to Jungle Julia's character a lot, only because I used to work in radio. So and obviously she was like this big guru, like DJ out in Austin, Texas, which I just thought was so cool and like empowering. Because like, The first time I saw Death Proof, I mean, yeah, Death Proof was probably in like 2016 uh and that's when I started working in radio so I was like oh this chick is so cool like I ever get to like be like a disc jockey like can my name be like Jungle Page like (laughs) how will this work out like well I could just change it to Jungle Julia I don't know if that's copyrighted though but (laughs) but there's a character for everyone in these films definitely 100% agree with that yeah yeah I I think so too and I think that's really interesting that there's such a specific character like that that you feel like you can relate to in Death Proof with a radio DJ, basically. Like, that's, I think that's so interesting to get to learn that kind of stuff about people. And just because to me, that's a really cool element to her character, but I never would have been like, oh, I relate to that. So it's just really cool that yeah. there are things, little things like that in movies that really speak to different individuals. Like, that is awesome. I, so what, if you were going to recommend Death Proof to someone for the first time, 
Would you tell them anything about it or would you want them to go in completely blind if they could? Like, what do you think is the best way to approach Death Proof as a movie? Uh, For me, like, personally, what I would say is definitely is, like, so a lot of people, like, outside of, like, our movie, like, sphere don't kind of know what, like, when you say, like, it's a grindhouse film. Yeah. Which is kind of, like, a gritty film, which I flipping love if i could direct a movie that's how i would say see that's how i would direct it is grindhouse style so i don't know if i would i would use the term it's a grindhouse styled like thriller with like female empowerment is kind of like how i would like transcend it but i would honestly by realistically i would just say to them like buckle up and <laughs> enjoy this bumpy wild ride because Safety is sexy, and that's why you should always wear your seatbelt, people. Like <laughs> those are my clues that I would give away to people that haven't seen Death Proof, and it's a hidden gem. I don't think it's. I think it's really underappreciated. I don't think enough people have seen it out of Tarantino's filmography, and I highly recommend. Yeah, I definitely. When people bring up Tarantino, it's not one that I hear people talk about a lot. Um, I do feel mm-hmm. like it's one that kind of goes under the radar. Um, and even when it's it gets brought up, people don't really talk too much about it. So I hadn't really, like when I'd heard people bring it up, no one ever really talks about it. So I didn't really know mm-hmm. what I was getting into with watching it other than being familiar with Tarantino's style because I've seen quite a few of his other films. Mm-hmm. But I think this one's actually very unique. I don't think it's like a lot of his other films for a lot of reasons. Like, it, it fits with oh, his style, yeah. but it feels very singular. Like, it feels like it's kind of out on its own little island. I I, highly, I definitely agree with that. And a lot, like, a lot of people, if they ask me, like, well, what other film would you, like, relate it to within, like, the Tarantino, like, universe? Like, which other film could you, like, relate it to? And for me, honestly, it would probably be, like, Reservoir Dogs. Because I feel like the film is very, like, dialogue-heavy it doesn't really take place in many different locations besides like the different kind of like the two or three different bars that they're at um, or diners. Uh, so like for me, it was kind of more like these films are more character driven than like story driven. And that's why with like, I don't know exactly how to put in the terms. Like it's a hidden gem because a lot of people don't, he does these big, ginormous like films in a sense but they're also like very all similar in tone and i just feel like this film kind of got pushed under the rug because then again it was it it's a double feature with another it's with a robert rodriguez film planet terror and so i feel like a lot of people kind of don't even associate it with his filmography in a sense and i gotta say it took me the longest time to find death proof on blu-ray that wasn't the grindhouse feature i wanted just death proof and not planet terror as well so it took me so long to find that but when i did i was so grateful but i i highly recommend it for people because i feel like it's like that film and like jackie brown i feel like always go under the radar for him and i'm like no you guys need to see these films because this is in the era like i know it's like early 2000s i think came out in like 2007 but, like, I don't think a lot of people, like, realize that, like, all right, he wrote Natural Born Killers and True Romance. And for me, like, this kind of has, like, a lot of similar vibes to that, too. And, like, I just always tell people, like, give it a chance. Because I feel like when you see it, you're going to be like, that's not what I was expecting <laughs> at all. Like, and there's two stories in it. I remember when the first time I saw it, I was like, 
wait, the film's only like 40 minutes into it and it's already over? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, now we'll pick it up with the actual like characters that we're going to be following. So like, it's like I always said before, buckle up because you're in for a treat, I think, at least. Yeah, it's definitely a buckle up and get ready kind of movie because yeah. it, it takes you on quite a journey. And I think it has the perfect poetic kind of ending as well. Like I just... I love it. I love the ending. That's one of my favorite endings to all movies. If anyone follows me on Twitter, you'll see like my, I don't know, like the head frame thing in on my Twitter. Like that's the background where it says the end and it's like girls like jumping up in the air. It's the end of Death Proof when they beat up Kurt Russell. Yeah. Like something and Mike. Like, and I just like, to me too, I'm not like a car head at all i love cars but i don't know anything about them <laughs> besides that they're pretty and they look cool and stuff like that but for me also like with these films that they also have in common besides like killer soundtracks and being like hangout films and very like dialogue heavy and character driven were like the badass cars that we get to see in these films like oh it just like even though uh death proof like takes place in the 2000s like it brings me back to the vibe of being in the 70s again because they're driving like a Dodge like Vanish. It's like a 71 like Dodge Vanish. Like that's the whole premise of like the second part of the film is them going to test drive this car. And I'm just like, all right, in uh, Days and Confused, uh, Matthew McConaughey drives this dope ass car. Like they're always in cars. Both movies take place a lot of time in the cars. And that's why I feel like they go hand in hand really well. <laughs> I, I do think that both films are very successful in really immersing you in the time period that they want you to feel like they're taking place in or the time period mm-hmm. they want to evoke like a, a vibe yes. from. They're both really great mm-hmm. at that um, in terms of story and character. But like you said, particularly in terms of like props and how they use um, like cars and costuming and, and everything is so effective in making you feel like you're in the place they want to transport you to. Exactly. And I honestly feel like if they didn't show a cell phone in Death Proof, it was like a little flip phone. Yeah, yeah. Like Jungle Julie is using. You honestly would probably think the movie took place in the 70s because of like the feel of it. Um, and it's obviously how it's shot with it being like a grindhouse feature. Um, but yeah, like you said, though, like, Totally how they were able to like represent those time like that time era with like the clothes and like the cars and the music. Like they just like hit the mark so well. And oh, I can just watch those <laughs> movies twenty four seven and be satisfied. <laughs> like if I was on an island, like those were two like if I had to pick like three films, those were two films that I would hundred percent pick. No no problem at all. So we could I like we- to think they'd keep me from. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, we kind of just touched on it with Tarantino, but where do you, how do you feel about Dazed and Confused and in terms of, you know, the filmmaking and and all those elements, how do you feel like that falls into Linklater's filmography? Like, do you think it's in line with the rest of the stuff he does or kind of an outlier or Mm -hmm. what do you, what do you think it, where do you think it fits? Uh, So I, I think it honestly, like, so his first film was Slackers. I believe. So I think this was like a second feature. So, I mean, going from, and then you seeing like the before, the before series, like yeah. for me, I've noticed a lot with him. It's like a day in a life. Yeah. Obviously with the before series, it blatantly is like a, 
24 hours span with those people or eight hours span. And I feel like that's what uh, Richard Linklater uh, tends to do a lot is very character driven stories, but also be very like a day in a life. And those are some of my favorite films. And that's why I love his like filmography and how he directs and stuff, because you're just like going on this journey with these characters. You're just thrown into like their shoes for the day and you can kind of just like hang out with them and experience like you're like, you're in like, you're their eyes. You can kind of like see what's going on and experience this journey, like with them with, within this short time frame you have with these characters. And that's what I love so much that he was able to accomplish on his second feature is this like mind blowing. And I, to me, it's, I think it's still one of the best like films like to ever create. And I even think Tarantino even has like said that like Days and Confused has been like such a big influence on him. And that's like one of his favorite films. And because it's just the, it's so grounded. And I think that's what Richard Linklater does so well. He puts you, he lets you, he allows you to put on the shoes of the characters and just like watch what's going on. Yeah. And I just dig that so much. For sure. Um, my introduction to Linklater was School of Rock. That was the first Linklater movie I ever saw. And I think it's a classic. Like, I don't think we give it the respect it deserves a lot of the time. Because oh. it, it's so it's so well made. The casting is perfect. The tone mm-hmm. is perfect. Like, it's it's, again, it's a day in a life kind of movie. Where you just get to spend time with these characters. And... You just get to live with them and you get to be immersed in mm-hmm. their world in such a grounded way. Um, and I think, you know, there's a lot of reasons why it's stood the test of time. But I think it's just so well made overall that it's just always going to stick around. Um, and I think I think that's something that Linklater does really well. He's just he understands how to make a movie in terms of making the world and the characters and the story Mm -hmm. all feel so personal and so relatable. I mean, that is one of the reasons why I think Apollo 10 and a half is fantastic as well, because it's just so, it's so personal to him, but it's so relatable to everyone else as as someone who didn't experience the sixties or the seventies at all. I watched the Mm -hmm. movie and go, Oh yeah, for sure. Totally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, like I said before, like you're stepping into these shoes and he immerses you so well with understanding kind of what's going on and such like that. And just, oh, I just like love all of his films, the way he's able to kind of, like you said, like be so grounded and immerse us within film, like his films. It's like, a honestly, it's like a, like a breath of fresh air. And then with Tarantino on the side, it's like, hold your breath and <laughs> see how long you can hold it because it's going to be crazy. Like, so that's why I kind of love it because it's complete, like, totally completely different. But at the same time, like, they both mesh together like so well, I think, because, yes, they can be so different, but they're also so similar with like the dialogue driven and kind of like the day in the life. Both of these films are a day in the life within yes each like story that you're presented within them. And those are, that's some of my favorite storytelling is like, I don't need this big draw of who these people are or what's going on. Like give that to me within like, while we're watching these characters take this journey. 
Like, I don't need a whole backstory. Like, I just want a good a good storyteller should be able to immerse us within kind of what's going on with these characters within like the first like 10, 15 minutes yeah. of meeting these characters, like who they are, what are their motives and stuff like that. And that's why I think both of these films do so well with these stacked ass casts. Both <laughs> of these films have crazy casts and I just can't get over it. Yeah. And one thing I noticed while watching these films, I was like, dude, I can play six degrees of seven Kevin Bacon with both of these films and they all lead to Kevin Bacon. I mean, Kevin Bacon. Oh, my God. Kevin Smith. See, oh Kevin my Bacon's God. on my mind, man. <laughs> they all lead to Kevin Smith, which is, like, bizarre because you have, like, Ben Affleck and Dazed and Confused. And you have – and then on the other hand, you have, obviously, like, Rosario Dawson. Like, yeah. And uh, oh, who's the other person in his films? I'm trying to think. I have the list right in front of me. But then you also have uh, – Hold on, let me pull these up. I got them right here. So from Dazed and Confused, you have obviously Joey Lauren, uh, Lauren Adams, and Ben Affleck, and then from obviously from Death Proof, you have Rosario Dawson, and like right there, like boom bang, they all lead to Kevin Smith one way or another because they're. <laughs> They've either been in Clerks or they've been in like Chasing Amy or like they all mesh together to lead to that man. So <laughs> so on that, I'm going to put you on the spot. Is there a Kevin Smith yeah. movie that you would add to make this a triple feature that you think would fit well? Ooh, that's a good one. I would say, hmm. Honestly, I would probably go with I have two in mind. Okay. I'm going to, maybe you can help me narrow them down. All have right. you seen, so my favorite, uh, well, yes, my favorite <laughs> Kevin Smith film is Chasing Amy. Okay. Have you seen Chasing Amy? Yeah. Okay. So it would either be Chasing Amy or probably, I think Clerks 2 would probably go better hand in hand with this. Okay. Like double feature, just because it's a day in a life of these characters working at this restaurant. And one of them is about to take this like next chapter in their life, and kind of what that's kind of what both of these films kind of are like, like moving on to the next chapter of their lives. At least with the Ace and Confused, it's them going to the next chapter of being seniors. Yeah. And with Death Proof, it's at least for the second half, <laughs> second ladder of the film is they just finish production on this film, or they're on vacation from about to be finishing a film, so they're about to be leaving their group of friends to go work on their next chapter of their career kind of in a sense um and i kind of think clicks too can kind of go hand in hand with that in a sense because you have uh the main character obviously about to be leaving to move with his fiance to i think like florida or something like that so it's kind of like the next chapter of their life but it's also a day in a life with these characters and i mean you got some crazy ass dialogue in that <laughs> film but it definitely would it's definitely dialogue heavy that's for damn sure well, there you so go. I, I guess I would pick. I think I would pick Clerks too. Would you have one that you would pick to kind of go with them? Or I mean, I think I think Clerks too is a pretty good choice, just because you're right. It it, it does have those kind of elements that we've already talked about. Um, I think that's probably the. I think that's probably the choice. To be honest, like that's. I would love to say Dogma, but that would not work <laughs> at all with this. No. But yeah, <laughs> I mean it. 
you could you could be like, you know what? Screw it. This is my triple feature and I'm picking it anyway. I don't care. <laughs> exactly. You know what? Because you get the angels and the demons kind of in both times <laughs> because Days and Confused are just like these young, innocent people. And then you have uh, Kurt Russell on the other hand, who's the blatant <laughs> devil of everything, kind of merging into one. So, <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah. That, that would be a very interesting triple feature. I'm not going to lie. But... We're going to change this show now to a triple feature. <laughs> well, we'll play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon and try to connect him <laughs> to somehow to Kevin Smith every time. Got to try to figure out how to do that. Well, it's funny because the, the last episode that I recorded, it also ended with us picking like a third film <laughs> to like add to the end of our... Oh, really? So, was it a Kevin Smith film? It because was... of a... <laughs> that would be weird if it was. <laughs> it was. It was not a Kevin Smith film, but I do think that's interesting that then we'll see if we can keep the trend going next episode and we can just always add in like a third film and just see what happens yes but um is there anything we haven't talked about in regards to these two films that you feel like you just need to get off your chest that you feel like is important like what this is this is your moment to highlight these films to the world page oh gosh <laughs> I'm on the pedestal right now. I hope I don't mess this up. I mean, no, just for me, like, honestly, these are two of my favorite films of, like, all times. Like, literally, these are both in my top five of favorite films of all time. Like, I have a Death Proof tattoo. Like, I would love to get... I mean, I have a Nirvana smiley face tattoo, but so, I mean... maybe I could... <laughs> maybe I can get, like, a Dazed and Confused, like, little smiley face, yeah. like, that kind of on me a little bit. Um like, right next to this one. Exactly. Like, um, Perfect. <laughs> but, like, I just, I don't know. I love these films. They're two of my favorite filmmakers. Um, I think they just bring such, like, nuance to each of their films. And, like, tone and story and just character-driven. To me, I'm very much, I love kind of dialogue-heavy films. I know a lot of people don't. But also, like, you just get to hang out with these characters. And I think that's what I love so much about these films is it's, like, a journey to hang out with your friends. Both of the fil- both of the films, like, at its core is, like, being with, like, friends. And what better way than putting, like, partying with your high school friends, moving on to the next chapter of, like, becoming seniors and kind of, like, hanging out with, like, your work friends and before you leave to go into your next chapter of a different work, especially if you work in the arts, like the field of cinema, like working on film, which these characters do. So like, they're not always with each other. So it's like pretty much like creating bonds. And I feel like at its core, like that's what these two films do that they're creating such a bond with their friends, but also like the audience, like you feel like you're with this like group of friends the whole time. And I don't know, like after watching both of these films, like, today actually that I was like wow I want to be like in these friend groups even though they're totally completely different I feel like if they met each other like they would be friends and I want to be in that big friend group like that would be such so a big chaotic fun friend group to be in it would it's like our Schmodown family and that's yes. why I would just like I, I highly recommend like checking these films out and I just think they'd be a great double feature together because they're the ultimate like hangout films like, you're hanging out with your buds and smoking pot, drinking beer. Like, that's literally majority of the time what they're doing in both of these films. And driving in cars. Yeah. And listening to great music. But also, like, giving us a story within these characters and the dialogue of learning who these people are. And, like, creating bonds and relating to them, in a sense. 
And it sounds so simple, but at the same time, it's they're both just like beautiful films that I just highly recommend everyone go see. So do it. Watch my double D feature, guys. <laughs> I feel like that's the perfect uh, wrapping up point. <laughs> but before we completely wrap, this is, again, your opportunity. Is there anything you're working on you want people to know about? Where can people find you online? What's Tell everyone about Paige. <laughs> well, I'm not Kurt Russell's child, guys, even though I have the tattoo on me. But, no, you guys can check me out on Instagram and Twitter at FrontPageNews9. Um, I also write uh, film and series reviews for Bite Size Breakdown. You guys should totally check that out. And hopefully Taylor will have me back to do more fun little things like this because I could list ramble all day about creating double features. So thank you. I want to take this moment to say thank you, Taylor, for coming up with this such great idea and getting us together to hang out. So, oh, well, like you. I said, I'm glad we could make it work. We can definitely do a part two of this down the line because there are just endless double feature possibilities to be talked yep. about. I already told you what I was going to, my other <laughs> choice was, so we'll do those ones too. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. Well, and then maybe who knows I can do Elvis and Blonde. I feel like you would love that. So, <laughs> oh man, there's just so many episodes we could do. It could be endless. We'll yes, we'll find some time to make it happen. Everyone who's checked the show out, thank you for coming back for week two. I hope you've enjoyed it. You're in for quite a treat in week three. So prepare yourselves for that. Thank you guys for checking this out. Please check out Paige everywhere she mentioned because she's amazing and we love her. And she deserves all your support. As always, you can find me everywhere online at Finally Tailored. If there's a thing online that exists, I'm probably there at Finally Tailored. Until next time, guys, thanks for hanging out, and we will see you then.